Hello, you're listening to episode four of The Power Of. If this is your first time listening, this is a podcast series where my friends and I talk about a certain theme or topic that we think young people or anyone else listening could benefit from. This episode's theme is The Power of a Foreign Place. I'm Tamid. I've recently graduated from studying medicine at UCL and will begin my foundation training as a doctor in Cambridge in August. And joining me on this episode, we have Anisha, who I've known through my home community from a young age. She's also been studying medicine, like me, for the last six years. However, she's been studying in Prague and moved to the Czech Republic from the UK to do this. We have Drew, who I went to secondary school with. He studied at Cambridge for his undergraduate degree in modern and medieval languages. And in his third year, he did a year working abroad in Germany. He went on to do a master's at Southampton University in marketing management and now currently works at IBM Acoustic as a business development representative. And lastly, we have Yushin, who grew up in Singapore and came to the UK to study medicine alongside me at UCL. He also did a master's in computational biology at Cambridge University, and uh, he will begin his foundation training as a doctor at Queen's Hospital in London very soon. Thank you all for joining me today. I thought it would be a great um, it would be great to hear your perspectives of having to go to a new place and almost have some new beginnings and having to try and get accustomed to a new environment. In all three of your cases, you guys went abroad for a new life opportunity. And although everyone may not experience this, there are many parallels for anyone who's about to start a new job, for example, in a different place in the UK or going to a, a new city in, in your home country that's, that's not your home city. I hope that anyone who's about to start uni or, or a new job might benefit from hearing your experiences and your advice. I know for me, and the same goes for a lot of my peers in my year, I'm going to be working in a city that I've never lived in before and also without people that I'm familiar with. So it will definitely be a new experience for me and I, I could probably gain some insight from you guys. So Drew, if we, if we begin with you, so you kind of, you, you've lived outside, just outside of London, like most of your life and uh, you've gone to Southampton, you've gone to Cambridge, you've, you've worked in Germany as well. How was, especially Germany, how was that experience for you moving out of home, um, being in a completely new place? Was it, I know that you're very used to traveling and you enjoy that kind of thing, but as you got closer to perhaps uh, going off to work in Germany, was it something that you were apprehensive about or were you still quite excited about doing it? Yeah, so that's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of tough questions. Um, first of all, <laughs> thanks. yeah, thanks for having me on this. It's, yeah, it's really awesome. Um, that you're, all yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah, in terms of the first time away from home, yeah, you're right in that um, it's kind of, it was the first time away from home for that period of time. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, I'd kind of been on work placements abroad beforehand, but it was kind of nothing like this. Um, in terms of worries, yeah, I was I was kind of worried about not fitting into the German culture because um, they're kind of yeah, it's it's tough to kind of get close to them. Or um, I know that they're, they're kind of known for being quite reserved, um, and that kind of did seem to be the case on on quite a lot of occasions when I was there. But I guess as with every culture, there's always kind of a select few people who are curious, outgoing. Um, kind of you can find common ground with them. So it's kind of finding those people who um, I kind of stuck with for the year, um, which is probably the hardest bit. Mm. Uh, but in terms of like feeling welcoming and stuff, I I was working for an international company for six months. So um, yeah, my flatmates were kind of from various European countries. I kind of felt in my element kind of as soon as I arrived. Um, and yeah, I think it was like working for a startup as well there. Um, meant the whole team was kind of young they were diverse uh and yeah it was kind of definitely welcoming kind of went completely against the corporate nature of a german working environment that i kind of previously had in my mind um mm. 
so yeah no i was i was kind of really happy to move out um yeah as you know like i think i yeah i like to kind of move around a bit um so yeah the fact that it was kind of in a big city um different country yeah definitely kind of a dream come true mm. uh, you said that um the german people are kind of known for being a bit more reserved how did you kind of overcome that did you notice that in i know you said that you were welcomed by your employees but uh kind of early on when you when you started was it a bit difficult to kind of make those connections yeah so i think um in my job it was actually there weren't too many problems when it came to that um i think it was more uh, getting myself accustomed to the life there um in terms of like the people i was coming across like on the street in shops that kind of thing um where there were like obviously it wasn't like a completely smooth process from the get go kind of thing um i think yeah especially when it comes to like um public like workers um in train stations for example they're always like very cold and i think that was that was kind of the impression that i had and then it kind of became a reality um mm. so that yeah those were kind of like my yeah my mindset beforehand was definitely kind of um like yeah display i guess when i when i moved there but in terms mm. of work there really weren't any kind of problems fitting in um i think i always expected myself to just be speaking german pretty much the entire time when i was there but it wasn't really the case like um a lot of my german colleagues did kind of want to speak english or um the people that i was living with so they were like france spain uh, denmark they they all kind of wanted to speak english so it was yeah it was kind of a, a matter of just um i don't know just enjoying myself really um rather than kind of making it a year where i would learn like a load of german because yeah my first six months it definitely wasn't that mm So you did find the language barrier a little bit difficult because I know obviously you're very good at German and you you enjoy languages at school but was it hard spending a long period of time having to speak a kind of a, a different language all of the time if you know what I mean So I'd say um yeah there was definitely like a, a massive gap between so I, I was a bit, just a bit of background I was in Germany for for a year and six months I was in the northwest um in Dortmund and six months in um the southeast so like uh, near Munich, near Munich um the second one was kind of the second placement I was working for Audi and it was kind of like a very corporate environment where the people weren't as young as like the startup that I'd previously worked at um it was just a very different atmosphere when it came to like professionalism and things like that so um i kind of i was okay with speaking um especially in the first six months because i was kind of using slang just using like kind of speaking very naturally um and then mm. the kind of a very corporate environment i think that was the tough part like being in business meetings having to use like really sophisticated language kind of thing is not something that i was used to um so that t- that took like a month or two to kind of get used to um but i felt yeah i kind of felt a lot more nervous there because they they were all speaking like very elegantly they kind of expected mm. me to be more, be more kind of articulate in the way i spoke um which wasn't really the case in my first six months i wasn't really expected to um yeah kind of be as professional to an extent um because i wasn't actually like communicating with clients on a face to face basis um mm-hmm. and things like that so yeah just very two very different kind of experiences um were there any other barriers that you you've kind of faced did you feel did you ever feel quite lonely going abroad or missing home a lot um so i say yeah it's a tough one i think for the first couple of weeks i didn't really miss home um i was kind of busy where i was there was always stuff going on at work and with friends um but i think there's always kind of a fomo aspect to it like i always felt bad for kind of missing events 
um like birthdays babies being born in my family i have a massive family um mm. stuff like that so i kind of i mean i did go home once um once or twice i think over the year so obviously it wasn't that much um but i think i did go back when obviously for like big big things like christmas um mm. so yeah i think in general though um yeah i wouldn't say i felt lonely until yeah those second six months again i think it was it was i was kind of in a in an airbnb um with like one other person and kind of flatmates kept coming and going so i never really um really got close to anyone in those six months um compared to the first the first um like when i was living in dortmund um so i think that was that was definitely tough i kind of had a lot of alone time like just cycling seeing the kind of bavarian countryside um yeah going to beer gardens that kind of thing so it was it was just very different but yeah i'd say a lot more lonely in that in that second six months because just because of where i was i was in kind of a, a really small village and um yeah not much not much public transport not many people so yeah but overall i think i i kind of needed that um kind of separation between like really busy and just very quiet so yeah mm. out of the three of you guys you're the only one that went to actually work in another um another country the other the other two have just um gone to study um but how do you think that that might differ for different people um because I guess you, you kind of have a bit more responsibility in, in a job. Do you, did you feel like there was a bit more of an added pressure in that in that sense? Yeah, to an extent. Like, obviously, I, I knew quite a lot of people who did go and study. And they, I mean, they also seemed like they were, like, having the time of their lives, which I'm sure they were. Um, but in terms of, like, added pressure, I'd say, again, it's it's not really, um, I think it really depends where you go and, and like, what kind of company you end up with. Um as I said, mine was like a, it was a growing startup. The whole team were kind of under 35 years old. It was just um, really like thriving. And um, they kind of had events pretty much every weekend for us. Um, they jetted some people off to um, to Las Vegas. So it was just, it was, it was just a very di- different atmosphere. I think if, if people do end up at a company like that, then there's nothing to be worried about in terms of pressure. Um, obviously we had to get our work done, but I think when you're in that environment, you kind of, it's just it's motivating anyway um to be there and i feel like mm. there's a lot of jobs where you just, you can't find that motivation like you don't have like a really supportive team or like um you're not living with your um like workmates and it's just it's really different so i think i got yeah i was quite lucky with where i was um but you're right in terms of i think it, it is very different like i've been um i haven't studied abroad actually so i can't, I can't say in that sense but I worked in a couple of countries that I think Germany was definitely, it felt the safest um, in terms of its, uh, it's obviously kind of Western European country and things like that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It is very supportive. I think, um, yeah, people shouldn't really underestimate, <laughs> underestimate it. And I know people tend to avoid it because of um, things like, I don't know, the food, the, the culture, maybe not up everyone's street kind of thing. Uh, mm. but I think you really have to be there to kind of appreciate it okay that's good advice I think um Anisha so you're kind of the only girl here and actually I remember when when you told me that you were going to study in Prague I thought that was a huge thing because mm. I didn't have I didn't have that many close friends at that time who were going to another country to study um and I kind of didn't expect that from you as well like I just thought it was it was just a huge life decision I thought oh my god I'm never going to see her again obviously we have <laughs> 
But um, how was that experience for you? Because you've obviously been in another country now for six years. You spent the best part of that time in in the Czech Republic. How was that first kind of initial move there? Was it was it something that you were very excited about at the time, or were you a little bit apprehensive about being in another country, especially by yourself um, and being away from home? Yeah, absolutely. So I moved to the Czech Republic when I was nineteen. So um, obviously. Um, at that age, it was sort of my my first big move that, you know, moving away mm-hmm. from my family, um, finally getting that, you know, independence and that freedom from from living at home. So, yeah, at the time I was I was super excited. I remember telling everyone, you know, I'm super excited to move and go on this new adventure. So, yeah, I was really excited to move. Um, and then um, once I, I got there, um, again, everything was fine. And then when you start, sort of like having to adapt to the, you know, the, the place that you're in, it gets a bit more difficult just because... In what you, sense? Well, if, because I knew that I was going to be living there, that it wasn't, it stopped sort mm. of being like a holiday. Yeah. Adapt. Do you know what I mean? Like I had to adapt living there in that country and I had to learn the language, which was so difficult. Um, Czech is a really hard language to learn. <laughs> um mm. and my first year it was really difficult to sort of speak to speak to the locals and, and navigate navigate my way through um mm. and it's taken me like a long time like it took me a while to actually get used to the language mm. so yeah that was that, that was sort of a, a big um sort of difficulty that I had at the beginning as well is is your just for anyone that's listening do they teach you Czech um whilst you uh, whilst you study or is it just something you're expected to kind of pick up as you go along um no so in my course they actually sort of gave us um a few modules uh mm. where, where they taught us Czech um but it was more like medical Czech because obviously I study medicine mm. um and having well obviously I'd had to learn to speak to l- the locals as well like basic things yeah. like going to the shops or banking or s- running simple errands um, obviously I have to communicate with, with the people there. So that was something I actually had to learn on my own and I had to go out and do that myself mm. by speaking to people. It was, it was just a practice that I had and I actually wasn't taught that. So yeah, that was I difficult. know that Prague is a, Prague is a very touristy area. Yeah. And I assume there are a lot of, Eng- there, a lot of people do speak English there. Were you actively trying to, trying to better your Czech or were you kind of just trying to use English when you could um yeah like if I knew that I wasn't staying for that long I probably wouldn't have um tried so hard with with the language um but I knew that I would I would be staying there for six years so I I I sort of made myself um learn the language so at Mm. the beginning was quite difficult um obviously starting this really difficult language and trying to learn it but um throughout the years you know I just I kept practicing and and learning more vocabulary and speaking with 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 Czech people just to just to get better because I think it really helps if if you're going to live in a new place and English is not the first language you have to you have to learn the language okay well um so how was the experience for you moving out of home being away from your family for the first time was it a little bit lonely at the start and how did you adjust to that? Yeah. So, um, of course, 
moving away um, from my family w- was a big change because if like for the first part of my life, it's all it's all it's all, they were all I like knew. I've lived mm. I've lived at home my entire life um, at the start, so um, it was a big change. Um, but once coming to Prague, um, I managed to like find like a really good group of friends and a good network. Um, and I've got a really good um, like like support of people from here, like um, here as well. So like, I think now it's a lot easier just because I have people physically here that mm. can support me through like difficult times that maybe my parents would have done before and my family would have yeah. like supported me um, with before. So like, I feel really it- grateful, yeah. Was it something that you were apprehensive about? Did you think, oh, I'm going to be one of the few people who's not who's not from Prague or from the Czech Republic and I'm going to be alone? Was it kind of scary to try and reach yeah. out to people? Yeah, actually, it was at the beginning. And that was my initial thought that I would sort of be like the only one and, you know, I'd be different from everyone else and I'd sort of be an outsider. But actually, mm. the student life in Prague um, is is very big, like, we have mm. so many international um, students, so many English-speaking universities that actually um, I realized that the, the biggest support here is the international community. So all of my friends are um, English-speaking. They're from all over the world, different countries. Um, so it's a lot different than what I thought. I, I really thought that I wouldn't be able to fit in, but actually I fit in, I guess, more in the sense that I found people in the same situation as me they're studying like the same thing as me or you know they're, they're feeling the same things as me and, and going through the same things so mm. we, we sort of we sort of grew together which I guess made it a lot easier than what I first thought it would be like so um would you say that there's a kind of a culture of international students kind of coming together yeah exactly exactly and I think that with like any place that you go whether it's like studying or work, you'll always find people that are doing the same thing and feeling the same way. So you'll always mm. be able to sort of build that that support network. And I really think that's crucial in sort of wherever you go, wherever new place you go. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I think it's always easy to kind of assume that you're the only one going through something like this. And it's okay to feel like that, but it's just important to remind yourself there will always be people in the same boat as you and always um there will always be people that will want to reach out and connect and might be feeling lonely in the same way that you are and uh want to to build those um what other advice anisha would you give to people who are about to move to another country and, and study there for a long period of time um i would say just keep an open mind and sort of step out of your comfort zone if there's anything that you wouldn't usually have done before um really try and make an effort to try new activities meet new people um just build a network of people like build a network of people there so sort of I know you like by moving away you're sort of moving away from your your friends and your family so I know it sounds kind of cliche but you sort of have to build your own community in the in a new in the new place that you're going to so really make an effort to find those people go out and try new activities you know join societies clubs you know whatever you need to just to just find that that network there and what about stuff like cooking or um cleaning because i know that 
whilst you lived at home, it was quite a lot easier probably to get that stuff done living with yeah. your parents. Um, how is it kind of adjusting to do all of that at once whilst living out? Yeah, I mean, I think this is just something that everyone sort of goes through um, mm. by living alone. Like, obviously, um, before I moved, yeah, my parents did everything for me. Um, and once I came here, I had to learn how to do everything myself, which is fine. I guess it's just um, like a process of growing up. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's, it's just something that you have to do. And, and it's I, I, like now it's easy for me. Like, I, I, like at, at the beginning, I'll admit it was a bit, it was a bit difficult. But yeah, yeah, now I've just totally adapted to it. Mm. well you Shen, you're the you're the only one out of us who've, who've cu- who's come to the UK to study so for me I've lived in London my whole life and I studied in London as well so I've never really had an opportunity to go outside of outside of my comfort zone for a very long period of time I think the longest I did was probably whilst I was at Luton earlier this year for one of our placements, which I don't really consider <laughs> that far away. But it was it was definitely an experience for me because it was away from the hustle and bustle of London. And it was very different in terms of it being very quiet and not really a lot. There wasn't really a lot to do there. Um, I think a lot of us kind of felt the same with that. So how was your experience coming to the UK um, as, a, as a new place? And how did you kind of navigate yourself whilst you first arrived here? Uh, yeah, um, thanks, Ali. Also, thanks for um, having us on the podcast. I think... Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think there are a lot of like kind of analogous uh, themes that I could relate to in terms of things that both uh, Anisha and Drew were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, coming to the UK was um, a really big thing. I didn't even realize how big it would be in the moment, but it's, mm. I'd say it's almost completely kind of changed my life course trajectory and I guess the way I see things. Um, but at that point, um, I was quite, I guess, single-minded and coming overseas and stuff. Um, it, it's not kind of a new thing for my family because both my parents actually studied in the UK. So it felt mm-hmm. like I was kind of following in their footsteps a bit. Um, but yeah, um, I think what really helped actually is that actually quite a lot of Singaporeans do come to the UK. Um, and in those first few weeks, I, uh, was able to meet other kind of Singaporeans who, who came, um, and I guess we were all in, in the same boat. So that made, I, I guess, adapting to life in the UK a bit easier. Mm. So in a, in a similar way, you guys kind of international students kind of congregated together in a, in a certain sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, mm. Yeah, and there's a big Singaporean network here, so I felt quite supported in the first uh, few weeks. And I think what made it a bit easier as well is that uh, my sister also came overseas at the same time. Um, so she did um, geography at UCL, and I started in medicine. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, she lived maybe about seven, eight minutes away from me um, in terms of university hall. So I would catch her every weekend, and I guess I had my group of friends. Uh, well, not kind of friends, but I guess other Singaporeans around. So it didn't feel like it was um, the most foreign of uh, environments, uh, if that makes sense. Mm. I had it quite lucky that way. Yeah, I was going to say, it probably did help a lot that you had your sister around and kind of like a piece of home was um, near you. Were there other friends that you had from Singapore who kind of came by themselves and found it a bit more difficult? Um, I think some people, I mean, I think we all struggled um, in in various ways and stages in terms of like loneliness and feeling a bit isolated and being away from home. Um, 
Mm. But yeah, I think some of my other friends who I guess weren't as lucky to have the sibling around or had the sibling around, but you know, the sibling was in a different kind of city in the UK. Uh, they probably found mm. it a bit harder. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question. No, um, it's just an interest. I guess some people are gonna. Every every experience is gonna be different, and it kind of. I wanted to ask you, especially about London, actually, because I haven't experienced this myself. Probably because I've lived in London my whole life, but I've I remember hearing towards the end of first year, and actually I still hear this this kind of situation that a lot of people come to London and they um, they can't cope with the fact that how of how busy the city is. And I guess it kind of goes the same for cities maybe like Prague and um, the kind of big cities in Germany as well, that there's so much going on. And it seems like it would be it would be for everyone. Everyone would find something to do. But actually, people end up coming to London and finding themselves a bit lonely. Um, and not really knowing how to connect. It might be to do with the fact that there is so much opportunity that you're kind of, you don't really know where, where to f- kind of follow your path. Yeah. Um, I was, I was going to ask, is that something that you experienced yourself? Yeah, I think definitely. Um, I think I baseline struggle with loneliness in general, um, but mm. I guess being overseas makes you feel even more vulnerable to that. And I think the fact that UCL is quite a small campus that's um, essentially always in flux. Um, so you don't actually, you know, I mean, even when we had lectures, you would, you know, see the same few people around, but you wouldn't really get to connect with uh, more people outside of that mm. until the clinical years. Or even with, I, yeah. I guess, the the first in, in first year, you know, you live in halls and stuff. So you meet people from other courses and stuff. But um, I, I found it interesting to contrast my experience with um, the one I had in Cambridge, actually, because... I think the collegiate environment in Cambridge really helps with um, friendship building. And I found that a bit more difficult uh, in UCL just because of the nature of the campus Mm. and also the nature of the city. Um, Cambridge was a bit more intimate, whereas London always feels a bit more expansive and sprawling. Yeah, definitely. I think that's definitely something I thought as well. Like I've I've never studied in a collegiate kind of campus in the way that uh, you and Drew kind of have, but I've definitely thought that London's very, it's very spread out and the campus is almost like the whole city. You've got everything around you. Um, and it often is, it is a lot. I think as, like I've been saying, I've grown up in London, so I've already known where everything is and kind of what to do where. But I think for a lot of people, you come here and it's um, it's overwhelming, I think. It's a, it's a lot to process at London once. London was kind and, of overwhelming, uh, actually, like at the start. Because I think just getting mm-hmm. on the tube, you know, and then... during rush hour it's just a whole different experience um like uh, Mm. in singapore the um the tube system there it's called the mrt when you get on it's quite modern it's quite you know spacious you you generally don't have to like squash up against too many people but then just being the tube you know creeping (laughs) through the tunnels you can i mean the the noise between euston and king's cross um and rush (laughs) hour people just looking quite angry and grimy i think that was quite Mm. hard to take in at the time yeah, I think London has a rep- reputation as well for people not being very, um, very kind and communicative on um, public transport as well. Especially out in public, you don't get you don't get many smiley faces. Everyone's in a rush, especially at rush hour. Everyone wants to get to where they want to go to. They don't have any time for politeness or thank you. Um, if you don't have your Oyster card out immediately to tap on the barrier, you're going to get a queue behind you of people just disgruntled, um, disgruntled words thrown at you. Um, 
Anisha, did you experience that when you moved to Prague, like uh, the kind of hustle and bustle of the city? Did you find that a bit overwhelming? I know you um, said that student life is very big, but yeah. was it also kind of difficult as well at times? Um, actually, no, because compared to London, like London is so, so big. There's so many people, so many crowds. In comparison, Prague is, is very small. So when I moved to Prague, yeah, it is. There's only about um, like a million uh, inhabitants in, in Prague. Um, so, oh, wow. yeah, it's, it's really small. So for me, it's not actually, it doesn't feel like a city. It feels just more like a, mm. like a little bit, like a big town, I would say. Um, and yeah, I don't feel that like hustle and bustle, um, that mm. feeling um, in Prague, which actually I prefer a lot more like prefer it um like prefer Prague over London just because it's more easygoing and it's more relaxed here and I think that Drew might be able to like agree with that and it would like in Germany I know that sort of European countries are a lot more like relaxed and less crowded than London yeah I'd say I'd say the same in terms of Dortmund was probably yeah less like fewer people than Prague as well I think probably around around 600,000 I'd say um and it's like, yeah, you're right. Like, it's it's just it just it's small, but there's just um, there's really not like a huge amount going on, I guess. Um, or everything's kind of centered in the middle, and then as you get as you get like a bit further out, there are like fewer and fewer people. And I was kind of living not directly in the center, so it was um, yeah, it definitely just feels very very different to London. Yeah, uh, and you just don't get that busy kind of um, atmosphere, I guess. Exactly, and it feels it feels there's more of a homey feeling. Um, in compared in comparison to London, where you know you you feel sort of sort of drowned in all in in the crowds, I guess. Mm. But I guess just to offer a contrasting point of view, I came from Singapore, which is is quite urban in itself, but nothing is nothing like London. And I think the energy of London is something to be felt. I wasn't, you know, at the start you just feel the hustle and bustle, but after a while you just feel like the the city's buzzing and it's like teeming with opportunities, and. And that's actually, I, that, that's something I, I actually found to be quite empowering. It's funny, I guess. I think everyone has like, because um, obviously you have, you had that outlook um, like regarding London. I think I have that, I have that regarding Singapore. Like, I think if I think of Singapore, I think of like, um, I don't know, like gardens by the bay kind of thing. And yeah. like, <laughs> mass, like lights everywhere, the skyscrapers, like people just, yeah, also like a buzzing atmosphere, I think. Um, and I feel like they both are just in in very different ways like you get as you said like on the tubes for example like you guys um are, i mean yeah kind of that side of the world is definitely so much more advanced i feel uh like when it comes to um <laughs> like public transport, for example and it's kind of um things got like got on time and kind of efficient and then you've got like, the london tube um which is yeah not so <laughs> um i feel like yeah felt kind of similar in germany in that germany was like um the public transport was kind of always on time and if it was like two minutes late people would complain pretty much straight away um whereas in london you're just you're kind of used to it now i think you're used to uh, everyone's kind of used to the crowds and just getting um yeah getting smothered i guess um which is why i don't really yeah i don't really like living in the sit like quite close to the center of london so i'm glad i live kind of a bit uh out at the moment yeah I guess, Drew, now that you're working in London, so you're working basically in central London now um, and you're commuting from home, is that something that, that you don't like or did you have apprehensions about it? Was it like, oh, I'm going to have to take the tube every day kind of thing? Yeah, so you know what? I was, you... 
so previously, I mean, for those of you who don't know, I was working in I was working in Southampton for a little bit um, after I graduated from my masters, and um, I kind of found a job on campus. So I stayed there for a couple of months, and it was literally, I'd wake up at like quarter to nine, and I'd get into work for nine, and it was like perfect, like perfect life. Um, and then I I said to myself then, like when I look for a job, I'm not going to look in London because um, I just don't want that commute every day. Um, yeah. mm. Especially, I'm coming from St Albans, which is in the north of London, and it's like one of the busiest cities north of London. I pretty much everyone coming from like um, uh, anywhere from Luton. Yeah, um, that's the biggest city there. So when I, where I get on, it's like always packed. Yeah. And I, I always said to myself, I don't want to do that. I can't do that in a suit. I just can't do it. Um, and now I'm doing it. I think, yeah, like I was definitely apprehensive, but um, I think it's definitely worth it uh, in terms of. I never saw kind of a part, this part of London um, in that much depth before. I think I kind of, I didn't know London too well. Um, mm. As, as, as Tommy knows, I think everyone, everyone kind of makes fun uh, to an extent. Cause I, um, I say I'm a Londoner, but I'm, yeah, obviously I, I kind of haven't experienced it like the others <laughs> have. Um, so I think now it's definitely kind of my chance to do that. And I think it's been great for the last five months working there. Well, okay. I'd say not the last three months, obviously, but um, from when I started working there, I think uh, I've definitely seen a, a load more of London that um, kind of I never would have. And yeah, no regrets now. <laughs> this question goes for uh, all of you guys, actually. Did you have any kind of preconceived notions or ideas about what moving abroad would be like or going to a new place would be like? And were you actually correct about them or were you, were you proved wrong? And um, how do you kind of look back on that? know which one of you maybe wants to start with that question but tough question um i'm trying to think i I feel like when it comes to like money i think was a worry um in terms of like how to how to kind of live when you're there um i feel like people think that studying or living abroad is just like i don't know i mean really like you just you just keep spending money kind of thing like making friends spending money um i feel like that was that was what i had in my in my head before i went uh, i was kind of like oh my god i'm gonna spend so much um because obviously you don't have your parents there for example you have to kind of do everything yourself um and things like that and i, I kind of felt like um all the money i was earning for my job i was like i don't know i i was kind of um yeah like mindful of what i was spending it on um but a lot of people yeah kind of aren't <laughs> i think um and i think that was definitely something that was that was different in terms of um when i did go i kind of obviously settled into the life there settled in with my flatmates we kind of shared um uh like grocery shopping and stuff like that um and it was kind of it was quite easy to an extent like it was it was pretty much the same as living at university in the uk um kind of how to manage money and things like that um and i think yeah my perception was I'd just be traveling all the time when I go abroad. Um, obviously, I think Germany is super close to a lot of countries anyway. So I kind of, I was expecting to like go on a weekend trip every, like pretty much every weekend. But um, yeah, it didn't kind of, it didn't quite turn out like that. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, that was something that for me was, was a bit different. Um, mm. But I guess I didn't really have many um, preconceptions. I think safety, I guess, was another one. Um, In what I, sense? So it's, I mean, before I went, I didn't know much about Dortmund. Um, like I'd never been, been before. I'd never been to that side of 
uh, southeast of Germany before either. So I didn't know. Um, I just didn't know what was kind of expected, like if it was expected to kind of go out at night and it would be fine or like what um, clubbing there was like and things like that. Just how, I don't know, in terms of like crime rate and stuff like that. Because um, obviously I was used to Cambridge where the the crime rate was literally high because of bike theft, which is <laughs> not the same like pretty much any other city. Um, so I think, yeah, it was it was that that I was kind of a bit, I, I guess, anxious about. Um, but I think being there, um, yeah, it was definitely like a very safe place. I didn't have any kind of issues. Um, mm. so yeah, That's... I think as Anisha said, I think good advice would just be going with an open mind. Don't really be like, try not to kind of be scared about things like that because, um, it's very rare that something would happen. Um, and yeah, just kind of embrace the culture. That's good. Um, Anisha, did you, as I didn't want to single this point out, but as as a female being in a in another country by yourself, especially in our culture, because it's it's a big thing, I think. Yeah. Um, and we know you and I have mutual friends who are like two sisters who went abroad to to study medicine. But you kind of being by yourself in another country, um, did you have any kind of apprehensions about that or any assumptions about how safe Prague might be um, being a female by yourself in another country? Uh, yeah, so I think that was more concern for my parents, um, obviously with mm. the culture and everything, like uh, like sending their daughter away to a new country. Obviously, they were quite um, you know scared about that. Um, for me, I wasn't I wasn't really worried, you know, the fact that I was a female or anything like that. But I like mm. Drew said, I was more worried about um, the like the safety of the country. I mean, I didn't know. Um, about Prague at all. Um, I mean, obviously, I knew about London and you know the crime rates in London. On you know, it's not, it's not great. Um, so, with Prague, I was sort of like, you know, would it be safe to go out by myself, or you know, would I have to, you know, lock, lock things up, or be careful with my with my keys or things like that, and pickpocketing and things like that? Because obviously, mm-hmm. I read a whole load of things um, about that uh, about. Prague in terms of like pickpocketing and people stealing things and thing, uh, things like that so I was worried about that initially but after living in the country um, for a while like like years ago I realised that it wasn't the case at all and actually Prague is one of the safest places to live um, so I guess that that was a complete contrast to what I thought it would be like so and I, I yeah I think I think it really depends on where you go like for example, Prague, mm. really safe, really, like, really nice place to live. But I guess, like, if you go to sort of other places where the crime rates are a little bit higher, um, you have a lot more to sort of be concerned about, a lot more to consider. Mm. No, I think that's yeah. definitely an important point to consider. Um, Yushin, what about you coming to the UK? Did you have any um, assumptions about what British people would be like or did you come with a very open mind? Um, I guess I had some exposure to it just through my parents because uh, my dad actually works quite closely with some British lawyers and stuff and mm. um, we've like yeah it's, it's I mean and also like Singapore um, as a British colony gets a lot of like British media so I grew up like kind of watching BBC things <laughs> and my dad used to like <laughs> try and get me to watch BBC things so I guess I had um, like some preconception of British culture but it's one thing kind of knowing it through British media and another thing to actually like experience living here. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I did have, I guess, some precon- preconceptions which were mostly correct. And I guess just through interacting um, 
with you know people in uni and then later on in the clinical years like interacting with patients and stuff i definitely gain um insight into what people here would be like which i wouldn't have um otherwise known but i think just to answer your question in terms of perceptions i uh i think i knew i would grow um which i i guess was, i was proved correct on but i didn't know how much i would grow by and i would have no i would i, I had no idea how much um I guess being in the UK, you know, would help me develop, I guess, both like, like intellectually and personally and professionally or whatever. Mm. Um, and if you could just, um, kind of go a bit more into that, how did it affect you in a, in a personal way or professional way? Was it things like learning how to kind of cook by yourself or was it uh, more about the way you interact with other people and your friends? Uh yeah, that, that's a hard one. There's like just so much there, right? Uh, but mm. um, I guess, you know, like with the practical things, um, I guess it's a similar concept to what everyone's been saying. But when you're at home, you basically just have everything taken care for you. Yeah. And I think moving overseas, uh, you immediately have to take care of your finances. Uh, you need to be mindful about how much you're spending. Um, you need to be, um, you know, self-sufficient, be cooking your own meals uh, at once as well. Um, and then also trying to stay on top of, of you know, quite a difficult course in medicine. So that was mm. that was all um, very foreign and new. But also, I think um, in Singapore, because the I mean, I think it's a, a, a strength of the education system. But essentially, it's you know, you're taught in a very uh, rote manner, um, and you you just get a lot of things uh, given to you. Whereas here in the UK, I, I found that actually uh, some of the teaching hasn't been as structured as I would have expected back in Singapore. So it just makes you more of an independent thinker. And I think particularly when I did my master's uh, year out, because medicine as a, as a specialty or like a, as a subject is quite a rote learning, rote learning one. Whereas, you know, I think when I was doing programming, that was just completely new as well. And you just have to be like really independent in the way you approach things. Mm. Um, so yeah, um, so I guess personally, um, like professionally, intellectually, and then, also, while I've been here, there have been, um, I guess, some significant family events which have been quite unforeseen. And then just having to deal with, um, I guess, a lot of those issues from afar um, and, I guess, emotionally kind of maturing in that way has been very educational mm. as well. Yeah, I can imagine, actually. Um, Anisha, how was that for you? Because I know that the way that they teach medicine in Prague is obviously very different to how it is in the UK and you haven't had that we we don't really know what the other one is like me and you should in terms of what it's like in Prague and you don't know what it's like in the UK but um in terms of the kind of teaching structure differences from maybe going from uh, going to school in the UK and then going to Prague what was that like was it did it teach you a lot or do you think you might have preferred it if you had stayed in the UK to to study yeah so um the teaching here is totally different um, compared to in 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 the UK, um, basically all of our exams here are oral, so they're mm. all like interviews. Um, so I guess it was a really big change for me um, after doing like A levels and studying in in the UK my entire life, and suddenly having to go to this new system where um, their method of um, examination is completely different. Um, but I do think that. For me, it has really helped me, um, like, develop um, 
like my interview skills and like OSCE mm. skills and I feel like it is so crucial in not only in medicine but in every career that you will do you will need to know how to have that communication with your colleagues with with your clients with patients whatever so I think that um like the teaching here it gave me um a skill that I think that maybe I needed as well um just to prepare me more for a working career so no I'm grateful for it it, it is different but I'm grateful for the change I guess yeah no I'm, re- I'm really glad to hear that you're you're right actually it's probably helped you not just communicate with your colleagues and stuff but actually as a person and your um, how your professional skills project into your personal skills as well and how you interact with other people, um, which you might not have gotten if you didn't study um, in Prague. And actually, from the stories I've heard that you've told me about your, your exams, I think that you, you guys have it a lot harder than we do. Um, I can't imagine actually having to do every exam in, a, in an oral way. It really terrifies me. So yeah. um, you've done really well, and I'm actually um, I'm really proud of you for that. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> so... <laughs> Drew, how was how did you think that your time abroad affected you in a kind of in a personal way? Do you think you could have grown? Do you think it has affected your growth as a person? Um, and in what ways would you say it has? Um, yeah, I think definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. I just I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had this had like anywhere near a kind of a, a similar experience if I'd stayed in the UK. Um, I think it's just kind of I I had to go through that phase of like being scared and then being excited and then kind of settling into a new environment, making friends, like finding it hard to make friends, that kind of thing. Like, I think, I think everyone goes through that at some point um, when they move abroad that I kind of needed that. Um, Mm. And I think if I hadn't done that, I probably wouldn't be as open-minded as I am in terms of, um, yeah, like traveling kind of thing. um, And just kind of, yeah, like um, getting, I guess, into new cultures and, um, yeah, stuff like that. I th- I think I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had that at all. Um, so I had to go, kind of go through that um, tough experience in terms of applying for jobs abroad. That was also tough. Like not only yeah. kind of going, but just applying in the first place was like um, super difficult because obviously I had to kind of like learn how to write a CV in another language and stuff like that. Um, which, yeah, I mean it, it's all good preparation, um, especially I think as a language student. Where in the future, hopefully, I will uh, be be working abroad again at some point um so i think i, I definitely need, needed it um and i think there are like a lot of skills that that kind of everyone picks up when going abroad that um will just be so useful for kind of life in general mm. i was gonna touch on again actually the idea of making friends and stuff that um for all three of you guys was it important for you to i know this might sound like a superficial thing to say but was it important for you guys to feel like you fitted in um, was that something you kind of went into these places having in mind or did you actually think to yourself I don't really care I just need to get this as long as I succeed in every other aspect it doesn't really matter if I fit in and, and make friends I think yeah there's definitely um, kind of I think everyone has the need to fit in to an extent um, I felt like that was kind of a time I think especially in, in, in my circumstances like having a third year abroad where it was kind of deciding how my fourth year was going to be like back at uni kind of thing. Um, I kind of had to, obviously I had to do well in terms of the language aspect, but I think um, it was also kind of a test for myself to figure out whether Germany is a place that I would live in the future. Um, and I think if I, if I hadn't fit in, then 
yeah, right now I probably wouldn't be thinking of moving there um, in the future. But I think I'm still kind of keeping my options open. Um, so I think, from, yeah, for me, I would, yeah, I, I definitely kind of needed to fit in um, just to prove to myself, um, first of all, that number one, I can. Um, and like I have the ability to kind of, um, I guess, thrive in another environment. Um, mm. I, I really did need to prove that to myself and I guess to, yeah, to, to friends and family as well. Because um, I think a lot of people were like kind of counting on it going well to an extent. Yeah. Um, so so you, felt mean, some, you, you felt some pressure from family and, and other friends then? To an extent, because obviously I think that there was a lot of effort put into going there. Um, yeah. sense, I think a lot of my first two years were basically building up to it kind of thing. So although that pressure was kind of put on by my like by me myself um, on myself, I think there was still it felt like there was something to prove to an extent. Because um, mm. I think yeah, if it hadn't gone gone well in terms of like fitting in, then it would have just felt like a wasted year. Even if the work had gone well, um, like taken by itself, I think um, yeah, there was fitting in definitely. I, I'd say half of it um, mm. where it was for me anyway. How about how about you guys? Um, yeah, I think um, I definitely like resonate with some of that. So I think um, the man, I feel like how much you want to fit into a place sometimes is almost proportional to your attachment to it. And I think for me, um, when I first came from Singapore, I was always like, oh, like the UK is going to be a transitory place. I'll come here, do my degree and then go back to Singapore. Yeah, um, That was always the plan starting off. Um, so when I first came, I was less kind of concerned about really gelling I guess uh, I was just quite single-minded you know get the degree do well and then uh, go back but as I kind of settled into the UK a bit a bit more and developed attachments and I guess more more roots here I began feeling you know more and more like a need to you know be a, a part of the culture here and I think that especially got accelerated in our first clinical year when you know, you end up uh, mixing with people you normally wouldn't and you yeah, actually definitely. become quite embedded within the healthcare system. Definitely, so yeah. I think there's been a big, almost a seismic change actually, where I've gone from like, um, this is always going to be a temporary place to I'm actually considering staying here for the next five, ten years. And I've got my roots here as well now. So that's, but yeah. that's very interesting to hear actually, that you've kind of gone from one mindset to, to something else considering. Um. It's great to hear, actually. It's great to hear that you've had that experience and it's it's affected you in a positive way and that you've actually wanted to stay in this country for longer. Yeah. Um, my next question, actually, is... Um, so you guys have all done well in, in going abroad and you've succeeded in, in the things that you guys have done. And as as your friends, it makes me... Um, as, as your friend, it makes me very proud to see that. But from what you've seen of perhaps other people who've done this, um, do you think the question I'm asking is, do you think it is for everyone? Do you think that um, everyone will succeed going abroad or going to a new place? Or do you think there are certain people who do better um, sticking to what they know? I'd say you, you have to have, I mean, I, I'd say you do have to be open-minded to an extent. Um, mm. if, if you're not, you won't. Thrive. There, is, um, there is an aspect that whoever does do it, no matter who, I think um, they will definitely get something out of it. I think it, it, it helps everyone develop as a person, mm-hmm. um, no matter where you're coming from um, or what personality you have, like that kind of thing. Um, I'd say it's easier um, if you're if you're kind of willing to throw yourself into new experiences, to kind of meet new people, um, to be outgoing. Um, 
and I think to be brave in general. Like, I admire both of you so much because I wouldn't have been able to kind of go and live in a country for that, that amount of time without knowing the language, for example, or um, studying in a completely different language to, to kind of my native is, yeah, that's just really tough, I think. Um, so I think you do have to have an aspect of just being willing um, to kind of learn something new and kind of thinking about the outcome to an extent. Um, yeah. Like thinking, oh, okay, actually this is worth the effort. Um, and yeah, just having the drive to do that, I think is definitely something that people need. Um, mm. Yeah. What about you, Anisha? Did you see people studying on your course that you thought maybe they were struggling a lot and actually really wanted to go back home? Yeah. Because so, it was a long degree for you guys. Yeah, of course. It was six years. So, I mean, what I would say is that like, I absolutely agree with everything that what, what you've said as well. Um, but also, I think that, you know, everyone can do it. Everyone can move abroad and everyone can sort of go on these adventures and, and journeys themselves. But, th- like, you do have to be, to an extent, brave. And you do have to be okay with being independent and okay mm. with being alone. Like, whenever you move, move abroad, you're not necessarily alone. Like, you will always have people around you. You will always have your family back home. Um, you always have that support if you keep that support from other people. But at the end of the day, you're going to be doing your own thing. You're going to be doing your own work, your own, you know, your own studying. And at times, of course, it does get lonely and it does sort of feel like you are doing it on your own. And I guess for the people, for people that do struggle, I think they, they're the ones who sort of struggle with their, you know, struggle with being alone and, and trying to feel independent. Mm. So I think that everyone, everyone can do it, but it's just how much, how much, like, like you said, how much um, effort you're, you're willing to put in, how much motivation you have and how much drive you are, the drive you have to, to 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 go through to go through with it Mm. i guess like definitely as young people it's it is a daunting kind of thing to do but actually um new experiences new opportunities are are part of life and um you you might be forced to have to do something at some point in the future and i think probably experiences like the guy like the ones that you guys have had have probably allowed you to kind of accelerate in that early on so you have that experience and you know what it's like and you you get a taste of what adult life is actually like from from an from an early start, basically. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask if you guys had any more advice that you might not have said earlier on about living abroad or moving abroad or trying a new um, life experience somewhere that you've never really been before. Um, well, I, I just think, I guess, since, you know, uh, the, the, the topic of the podcast is the power of the new place um probably would be suitable to end on the fact that i think people have an incredible um potential for adaptability um and you know i guess kind of applying it to our new situations and you know tommy you being you know going to cambridge to like start a new mm-hmm. job and stuff i think people are really pliable you know like don't quote me on this, but I think there's there's some like the studies have shown that people are really pliable until they're like thirty something. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Well, I guess you get less pliable um, like as years go along and your neuronal connections solidify, or whatever. But um, yeah, like people have an incredible um, ability to adapt, and mm-hmm. you know, like just putting yourself in these new situations and moving uh, to a new place. You know, there's just so much that can be gained from it. 
Yeah, uh, I agree. There's so much that can be gained from it, and it's it's just really exciting because it's like you know you going on an adventure, and you you know it's kind of like a black box. You don't know what's going to come out of it, but at the end of it, you're going to be so like happy with the adventure that you've been on. So I think it's actually a really positive thing uh, to be going to a new place and a really exciting thing as well. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's a that's a great point to end on. I don't know if um, Driven and Ishii had anything else to add to that. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you're, if you're kind of really worried about going away, don't like suffer in silence kind of thing. Like, I think talk to people, talk to your friends, talk to people who have done it. Um, obviously, reach out to us kind of thing. Um, talk to your teachers, uh, to your lecturers, that kind of stuff. Because um, I think... There's yeah a, a load of people who I think have worries and they don't really know what to what to do. They kind of just um, yeah they don't even kind of talk to their parents about it. And I think um, I had I had a lot of experience that with friends, for example. Um, and I think talking about it will kind of set you set your mind to rest um, like a lot more. I think um, that's kind of what I had to do. Um, yeah, when it came to kind of concerns and things like that, I think I talked to people in the year above who had obviously done it, and they were just like, "Don't be worried, just go and enjoy yourself." Um, mm. Yeah, like they, they gave good pieces of advice. So, um, yeah, I'd say same thing with anyone else who's thinking of it. Then um, just talk to talk to someone. No, that's really good advice. Actually, I think we we could have touched a bit more on that, the idea of a support system and making the most of that. But it's um, it's I'm glad that you said that and basically making the use of everything that's around you there are so many people like you said teachers lecturers and faculty staff who are who are um it's their job to basically listen to you and make sure that they have um your best interests at heart so um for all of these people going to a new place like as i'll be working in a hospital there'll be like um educational supervisors clinical supervisors so um i'll definitely have to make sure that i make the most of that otherwise i'll be wasting it basically um yeah i don't know anisha if you had anything any last points to make um yeah i mean if you're gonna go abroad if you're gonna visit a new place like go to a new place just um just enjoy it and just know that there are always people there to support you um and that you're never alone mm-hmm. and just you just just embrace it because you know you'll probably only be there for a few years or or however long but you know, it's your one chance to to make something of it and to really just to have a great time and just enjoy it. That's it. Yeah, it's great. Well, thanks a lot, guys, for joining me today. It's been a great conversation. I'm glad that you were able to give that insight and wisdom from your own experiences. I guess it goes without saying that when you reach our age and become more and more of an adult, change is an inevitable part of that. And sometimes that change can be as part of a new job or a university offer in a city that you've never you've never even visited before and it can be a daunting thing to do and for a lot of people it probably isn't an an easy adjustment to make i hope that anyone listening who's about to start uni or start a new job um take some of the things that you guys have said and hopefully it impacts them in a positive way in the way that they're thinking and, and about to approach this new chapter in their lives and it goes the same for i guess any life opportunity not just going to a new place or a foreign place but trying any new experiences i think as humans we kind of like to and as especially as young people actually we like to get comfortable and stability is an important part of life but i think it's equally as important to appreciate that if you never try something because of how worried you might be of it not working out there might always be that part of you that will regret that later down the line because there is always that possibility that you would have ended up loving it and overcoming that fear so thanks again guys for your time today and thank you to everyone for listening to episode four and thanks for spreading the joy, Tommy. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having us. All right. Cool.